listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Good morning. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with um, I'm I'm also with Emily Dean and Alan Cocker, and that'll brighten things up a bit. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio and email the show via the Absolute Radio website. God bless you. Morning, Frank. What morning. a lovely start to the day. Oh morning. yes. Now, um, what else? Well, we're ready. <laughs> That's quite a way to start a show. I like what else. We've we've, uh, we've also been hearing from the outside world. You don't want to go straight into that, do you? Do you want to go into that? Oh, my he easy. likes to go straight in now. Can I tell you something? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Protein. I had uh, I had a conversation with my, um, I believe the phrase is significant other. Yeah. Uh, and um, she, I asked her a question... I said, because uh, I've been thinking, um, I've got quite a few uh, awards. I was, I was thinking about getting a, a little cabinet for them, you know, a display cabinet. What did she say? There was a bit of a silence. <laughs> and then she said, honestly, I think that's the worst thing you've ever said to <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't she like it? And I said, well, I, I, you know, I go to other people's houses and they've got things and I've got, you know, I've got, and she says, uh, honestly, that's such a bad thing to do for our child. I mean, that gives all the wrong messages. <laughs> I said, uh, OK, I, I won't do it. <laughs> so oh. that's, that's the end of that. When you say so, you uh, go to other people's I'll houses with, and they've I'll, got a wall. I'll stick what? with the bin liner. <laughs> 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 but I mean, you know... Gary Lineker, I presume yeah. you mean. Well, I think for sportsmen, it's kind of okay. Um, no, I've been to people's houses where they've got the, you know, they got their BAFTAs um, right. lined up yeah, and, yeah. and stuff. Mm. Uh-huh. I think what, what are you supposed to do with them? I'll, I don't want to go into like Boris Becker thing where I'm hiding my trophies. Oh, and you lose track of them, and then in <laughs> yeah, and then and then when I go bankrupt, I won't be able to find them. That would <laughs> be that would be annoying. We don't want that either. If you do put them somewhere, at least keep an inventory, will you? If you do put them somewhere, make it eBay, love. <laughs> 74K, as we know, Paul Catamol got from S Club 7. But do you think Not bad. It, do you think it was um, the worst thing I've ever said? Oh, heavens no. But Daisy was nodding then, the, the producer. <laughs> nodding in a very over, overdone kind of way. I don't know, I no. thought it was... In a way, it's less pretentious to put them on show. Let me work that one out. <laughs> you got to put some paper. There's got to be a way of justifying that statement. Anyway, there you go. Well, um, you were spotted last night, Frank. But it's it's nothing to worry about. No, OK, that's good. It was in lovely cultured circumstances. I wasn't at a cabinet maker in the <laughs> East End. <laughs> this is from Jenny Farley, oh, yeah. who's got in touch to say, I hope Frank enjoyed La Traviata tonight. Ah, oh, well, I must say I very much did. She, oh, good. But she goes on, I spied him from my seat in the orchestra pit. Oh, wow. In case he's wondering, I was on piccolo. Oh, <laughs> nice. Playing pitches, probably more appropriate to conversing with small birds or beckoning dogs. That- so the piccolo... Piccolo player spotted you. If someone says to me I was on Piccolo, I'd assume it was some sort of social... (laughs) Right, yeah, yeah. What's the word? Media? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. I always want to say social network based on that film. Yeah. I know you Um, do. uh, I mean, I always want to say it. I don't want to say anything else. (laughs) That's lovely, though. Fancy getting from the Piccolo player. Jenny the Piccolo player. And that is a good instrument to choose. If there's anybody at the age where they're choosing an instrument for... For being in an orchestra, is that right? Is it? Well, I mean, think of the logistics. Jenny, the piccolo player, has got a much easier journey to work than uh, Susan, the uh, double <laughs> bass player. Um, well, they carry their own. Unless the piccolo comes in one of those, and you know those cases you get on um, baggage reclaim that are about 30, <laughs> thirty foot long, and you can't you can't work out what. Maybe it's like the full range of of, uh, of piccolos. Yeah. Maybe um, there must be piccolos based on a different key, had there? <laughs> I'm sure Jenny's. Jenny will know. I know nothing about pic- the piccolo. I must admit she'll be That's having brilliant. a lion. She's a musician. I have to say. Great. It, uh, people um, often mock me for going to the opera, but if you've never been, I think La Traviata at the Colosseum, uh, the English National Opera, I think, at the moment, is a, a very good 
starting point. Oh, Absolute cra- radio, everyone. Cracking tunes. <laughs> cracking <laughs> tunes. <laughs> love, story, love story and a bit of stocking top. I mean, oh. some for everybody. Perfect. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've uh, we've had a suggestion eh, um, about what you could use your awards for. Oh, three, come eight, on. Are we okay to read come it out? Come on. Keep it clean. Uh, <laughs> 389 has said, use your awards as doorstops, practical, and it makes it seem like awards don't matter to you. And they add in brackets when they kind of do. That's yeah. quite old school Hollywood, that idea, isn't it? I don't like it. Do you not want I, I don't like losing the heat out the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, also, I um, I think that is more showing it off than having it because at least if I, I put agree. it in a in a, yes. in a trophy cabinet, I'm saying I'm really happy that I won this. I'm not yeah. saying you know what it means nothing to me, but I'll leave it out if you notice it. You notice it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like when people put things on the wall of the toilet, certificates and things. Yeah. On the toilet, in the toilet thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. I always smear them with my own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's leave it there. Okay, I think that, that's what they're basically asking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I just think it's. A, I mean, I don't have that many. It wouldn't be a massive cabinet. No, you don't have that many. No, exactly. And also, as a person that abstains from the demon drink, you could have it set up like a Del Boy bar. You could have just oh. loads of awards. Maybe, maybe some of them put upside down, like uh, what well, the Perrier award <laughs> is, a, is actually a bottle. Oh, there you go. Perfect. That's lovely, Frank. How many are we talking? Uh, well, I'm going to say I'd eight. Eight thousand. Uh, probably, probably ten. Okay, ten, you ten can't... that I'd, I I wouldn't put up. Um, I don't think um, ten. I wouldn't put up uh, ninety minutes is lad of the year. <laughs> All right, for example, you wouldn't. No, uh, I don't think. I mean, maybe I, I would put up Rear of the Year as, as as the ironic thing against all the others. Oh, you should put up Rear of the Year. The thing is, is ten enough for a cabinet? <clears throat> what you oh, don't want to do is well, have to put three in, books in the middle. How many's in Theresa May's cabinet? <laughs> oh, very no, good. But how many? Good question. <laughs> Can eight, twelve, fifteen? What is it? Yeah, does, how many in the cabinet? Them? Probably. Um, Maybe I could have a shadow cabinet. <laughs> so they're in a cabinet, but it's not lit, not illuminated. That's so nice. there's just a sense, a sort of noir, a noir awards uh, cabinet. So I'm not pushing. I must. I'm not. You know, they're not floodly. Yeah. yeah. Just you have a sense of them there in the uh, on the periphery of the, oh, uh, the the dinner party. And if people are interested, I can always have a little mag light. Nice. In a, in, a, in a drawer. We all yeah. love using the iPhone torch, don't we? Everyone. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you, you could, you could up, Yeah, have some nice... It could be Other smartphones are available. <laughs> Do we have to say that? I think we have to say that. Do you that. still have to say that? I've been reading the uh, the manual this oh, week. Oh, have you? Oh, how is it going? You can and can't, so... I've just remembered the thing about smearing excrement on other people. <laughs> Other people's oh, framed no. goods. I just remembered now that came back to me. That's no. in there. Uh, it's a shame. But um, I think you're allowed one one slip as long as as long as you move on and don't draw any attention. <laughs> to it. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, six seven seven has been in touch. I think I've uh, accidentally kick-started one of my uh, crazy textings. Oh yeah. Hi Frank and Co. Thrilled that you enjoyed the opera. Another difficult instrument to carry, the contrabassoon. Love Rachel, the contrabassoonist, but not from the ENO last night though. Is that like a stolen bassoon? Contra, like contraband. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. I don't know what a contrabassoon. I, I mean, a, a bassoon is uh, it's one of those. Is it one of those? Yes. I don't know. Come with me. Is it woodwind? Is it in the woodwind family? Don't Which family? Um, is it? Um, yes. Um, is it woodwind? Sarah. Sarah's our woodwind producer. Well, I think were you classically trained in what instrument? In singing and actually, unbelievably, the bassoon. In the bassoon? <laughs> oh, you, you were trained on. in the bassoon? Here we go. Contra? No, no. Okay. The legit bassoon. Frank, I like, yeah. the way, I like the way you say trained in the bassoon, <laughs> not learnt to play. Trained. It is trained in the bassoon. You'd say oh, I would that, think would so. If oh, next time anyone sure. says to me I play the bassoon, I'm going to say con- Contra. <laughs> <laughs> or... Um, 
Legit. Well, what's the other one? Yeah, I wonder. Oh, yeah. But that's brilliant. Well, the kosher. Great, that's great classical. <laughs> I'm going to go the kosher bassoon. Kosher bassoon. Don't yeah. you get that thing when you see someone in the street carrying uh, a carrying case, which is clearly some sort of classical instrument, violin, uh, contrabassoon, piccolo. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think, I bet that's an interesting person. And yes. when, and when right. you see I someone do. carrying an acoustic guitar, <laughs> I always think there's... That bloke off to ruin somebody's party. Yeah, but he can clear a party out. <laughs> yeah, or, saying, oh, or every, emotional emotional landscape. Everyone's thinking, oh, <laughs> oh no, Nathan's <laughs> brought his uh, guitar. Mm-hmm. Oh, get him drunk. See if we can get him drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I know a... we'll have friendship bracelets on. And he's had a gap. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know. But uh, but if if I see someone in I don't even know what the box is but you, you know there's a musical instrument of some kind in there yeah I love a musician how do they make those cases do they get the instrument and then build it around them um, it's papier mâché at first and then, <laughs> is it really no, I don't know okay. do you know what Frank <laughs> if ever put a hard shell on it yeah well Al if ever I see someone with one of those carrying cases if yeah. we're calling them I always think my handbag's going to be safe. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they oh, the Stradivarius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might approach Makes you with sense. a dog-eared manuscript and try and get you to fund their um, <laughs> symphony. I don't Indeed. mind that. I don't mind that. That happened to me a couple of times last night at the opera. Did it? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you, it was at the opera. Paul Cook, the um, Sex Pistols drummer, oh. was sitting oh. a couple of rows behind me. Has he calmed down a bit these days? Well, he's at the opera on oh, a Friday lovely. night. Mm-hmm. Yes, lovely. I know. It's, it's, it's good to see him. That was like when I saw Keith Flynn asking for scones. Where was yeah. that? It was on a plane. What, in the street? No, it was, oh. um, it was in the plane. That's <laughs> <laughs> the most avant-garde form of begging I've ever heard in my life. That's what I, I think. If I'm ever reduced to... Not, let's not say reduced in the current climate... Mm. If I ever um, choose an alternative uh, lifestyle of begging, or if it chooses me, yes, I think I'm going to go for some more precise. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't have any Rolos, do you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I think you got more chance then of standing yeah. out from the from the crowd. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a uh, one of them Pontefract <laughs> cakes. It's just fancy one of them. <laughs> you wouldn't do that in Pontefract, obviously. They're no, all, they're all it's, um... it's a wash with them. Yeah. But um, down here, licorice, red licorice. Got any red? No, no, I don't want black. Got red licorice. Not all sorts. Yeah, that, I think that might be the way forward. That could be it. I remember that. Should it? Should it come around? Skinner, Dean, and Cochrane together. The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. I have something that's just come in, which is... Well, it relates to the both of you. So I think it would be most suitable if I read this out. I'll begin. (laughs) This is the new formal me. Morning, Frank, Alan and the DME. I just wanted to thank, question mark, Frank, for the fairly new personal hygiene technique that has now become a subconscious part of my post-shower routine. After numerous weeks since it was discussed on the show, I'm still spraying antiperspirant on my knee pits before getting dressed. Oh, there you go. Keep up the great praise redacted. Um, P.S. Alan, yes. I had my dinner at the Ship Inn in Midfield yesterday. Murfield. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. That's where he I said grew up. Midfield. It's, it's a typo. These things happen. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I should have known that. Oh, it's, it's Under the watchful gaze of a framed photo of your good self there you is have a, on the wall. That's hilarious. I think this now makes us drinking buddies. That's from Daniel Fortis wow. in Dewsbury. The Ship Inn in Murfield is a pub that I worked in during my teenage years. And um, now oh. your picture's on the wall. Oh. Now, if, apparently, oh. if you want an image of progress, in life yeah that's it you could insert the word slow into there if you want an image of slow progress and the wa- the watchful gaze are they, were they working there then <laughs> that's amazing I'm really impressed by that, that is... I did not know that and I return to Murfield fairly frequently so it's interesting I think oh, we I, should go on little pilgrimage I there. sense there's a mix of thrilled and also I wonder what picture it is yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how I think Oh, God. There'll be a denim shirt knocking around in it. Possibly. I hope so. That, that's possibly. brilliant, though. If there's any right. other uh, frame photos of the cockerel. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Uh, let or us Frank. know. 8, 12, 15. I, I vastly preferred the uh, text in about musical instruments. <laughs> yeah, I might go to Murfield uh, just, just for smearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I remember, did I tell you I was, in, um, I was in Edinburgh once and I went, uh, this bloke had um, black and white photos on the wall of all the celebrities who'd eaten at his pizza. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Restaurant. I'll tell you this. <laughs> One of them was uh, Frankie Valley. Yeah. And I said, oh, Frankie Valley. And he said, yes, he came in here. And I said, uh, I bet I know what uh, pizza he had. <laughs> he said, I don't remember what uh, pizza. <laughs> I said, no, but Frankie Valley, you know, Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. <gasps> Yeah. I said, I better know what pizza is. <laughs> he said, really, I don't remember what he had. <laughs> I said, but you know, he was in the Four Seasons. He said, I, I, I don't know, he's a very nice man, but I don't know what pizza is. <laughs> oh, such a... I mean, when am I going to get a chance to use that again? No, he wasn't going with you on that. No, that was d- desperately disappointing. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I um oh I'll tell you what on the the, the um, Huddersfield luminaries oh yeah mm. I met Patrick Sir Patrick Stewart at a football match a couple of weeks ago did oh, you did indeed. you right also from, you kept that quiet also, also from Murfield oh is it well, yeah I believe so um, yeah we lost but um, but you could say that every week oh, we talked winning, about though, meeting him we talked about how we were inspired by um, examples from sport. In oh, our yeah. lives. Oh, I like nice. that it's become we now with Frank and Patrick Stewart. Oh, me, me, me and uh, PS. Me and PS go back a long way. Um, <laughs> we, um, I, uh, I was saying that um, in relate when I was in having relationships rather than being in one long term one. Oh, yeah. I was inspired by the great uh, the great fast bowlers or slow bowlers <laughs> who would who'd go in and bowl delivery and, <laughs> and get walloped for six and be yeah. disgraced. And they'd turn around and about seven or eight paces in their in, back up into their walk back, they'd already put it out of their minds and was forgetting oh. about mm. uh, forgot about that, was thinking about the next one and like doing Borg. their best yeah. for that. Yeah. It's a very good life lesson. Yeah. And he said he'd heard that Billie Jean King say that you only, you, there's only one point in tennis and that's the point you're playing at that moment. Right. Mm. And, he, and he applied that. Early adopter so, of mindfulness. Wise words this morning on Absolute lessons. Radio. <laughs> I wrote to uh, Billie Jean King. I wrote to her in... Uh, oh, that's one of your letters, like you wrote to Alan Bennett and suggested you write yeah. together. But I didn't... I, no, I, was, I was young, I didn't know what her address would be. Well, I wasn't that young. But I just wrote um, BJ King, America... <laughs> and I got a, a signed letter of Bill Clinton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Can't work out. No. Can't work that out. So I went to... Um, oh, I went to the theatre <laughs> this week. Oh, Opera, theatre? Wasn't he? Yes. I went to see um, Nog in the Nog. Oh. Do you Lovely. know Well, really, I no. do. I remember it when I was a child. Yes. Oliver Postgate. He was the Bagpuss man. Um, I don't know. I, yes, he did. Would I think he? he created Bagpuss. Yeah. I'm sure did our he? readers will tell me he if I'm wrong, well but I think he might And you'd remember that because the main character was called Emily, of, of course. course. Of course. But Emily loved him. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Well, I was... Many have heard of that. A, I was obsessed <laughs> with them, yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I've even meant it. And, uh, oh, please. <laughs> always I've meant it. <laughs> well, not always. No. Let's not go to the other extreme. <laughs> You know what? I've seen quite a bit of kids' theatre over the last five years, and it's generally awful. Oh, a lot of it is. And yeah. I think it's a real. Oh, it's only kids. Mm. Which um, really winds me up. Mm-hmm. I've often thought, I wish I was wearing a backpack flamethrower. Mm. <laughs> but Nog in the Nog, which was Nog at Leicester the Square Theatre. In fact, they only went because I. Um, we went we went I did that voice because was, that's how it was, Frank. In the cartoon, it was like a war report. He went Nog in the Nog. But it was um, it was because it was trialled at Alan's gig <laughs> yes, at Leicester Theatre. <laughs> I remember you it coming was. through and going, "Well done." I think I'm going to come and see Nog in the Nog. Yes. <laughs> what did I like how? There was about 50 contemporary comedians. Yeah, All throughout, Frank's like, I think I'll go for Nog in the Nog. Do you remember they had, a, they had a Dubliners <laughs> tribute act? <laughs> and I, I, that was, I was saying, you could have... Don't tell anyone. Just turn on. Anyway, so um, Nog in the Nog was brilliant. Great. Yeah, 
really, really enjoyable. Oh, really? I loved it. I got Boz on his little booster seat. And this it was some hashtag late review. Nog in the Nog was brilliant. I suppose no, it was more modern of a review. Nog in the Nog. Nog was bad much, the bad. Was much better than Hamilton. <laughs> and Frank that is, Skinner. That is a fact. <laughs> Absolute radio. There's a poster quote. I don't, know if they, I don't know if they can put that on their um, posters. That would be great, though. I don't know if you can do that on posters. Can you I'd say give things like... I'd a lot of respect like if I did much, You know, if you had uh, up Chicago, could you say it's a lot better than that, that <laughs> thing on down the road in, in your posters? That would be good. I don't know why you can't... Because you're, you're sort of saying... Sometimes they say best show in the West End or yeah. something. yeah. I but think you should be able to. I'd see a knock in the knock I thought was cleverer, more interesting, <laughs> and um, just more enjoyable than, than Hamilton. Crucially, very cruel. <laughs> um, Frank, did they have the music? Because the music, we were talking about bassoons they played, the this morning. The guys were playing it live. <gasps> the the guys. guys. The man had day, one of those, is it a harmonium? Those, um, it's, like a, it's like a little organ, but it's got a pedal on it. Well, I'm, I'm asking Sarah, our musical. Sarah will know. Oh, she's looking confused. 8, 12, 15. What is oh, a harmonium? It isn't a bassoon. She doesn't want to know. <laughs> it was a bassoon, though. The theme was a bassoon originally. Oh, I feel I a think. buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. What about that there's a baboon that gra- grabbed a woman's uh, boob in the, uh, in the sun? <laughs> the accent makes her okay. Is she? That's it. Well, the he just sun. thinks if he does a funny voice, it's fine. In the sun. Was it in the sun or the mirror? <laughs> And the, uh, the headline was Graboon. Oh, very good. <laughs> oh, come off it. <laughs> um, I, please don't send in your headlines for that story because no. I, feel I feel they could become coarse. Mm. Yeah. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, did Buzz enjoy knocking the knock? Oh, he loved it. it. Oh, good. But after, when we were leaving, he said to me, I want a picture of um, of the, the four um, men from knocking the knock. Mm. And I said, well, look, there's the leaflet. Right. <laughs> there you go. Give him a flyer. Yeah. It's Disneyland every day for and that he child. Said, uh, <laughs> he said, uh, but there's only three of them on there. And I said, no, that... Oh. <laughs> And there was only, for some reason, it's like those, you know those football team pictures when one of the players wasn't there and you get oh, them in a yeah. little box in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Still do that. And um, and I said, well, I'm sorry. And then he started going, oh, I just wanted a picture of all four of them. And I said, what can I do about it? And this woman from the theatre said, they are still, they're still in there, I think, tidying up. So we went in and I said, look, I'm sorry, but there's only three of you on the leaflet. Can have a poster of all four of you together. So we sorted it out. And I felt really proud of myself that I'd gone the extra mile. I feel proud of you that you went back at Nog in the Nog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think that's one of the greatest instances of going back. Showbiz privileges, no no bounds. (laughs) It's all right, son. I I know people here. But you know what I mean? I've taken the easy way out too often. But on this occasion, I thought, no, I'm going to get him his picture of the four Nog in the Nog. People. Good for you. I actually got in with them as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's nice. But if, honestly, if not, if you've got a kid, and, nog, and even if you don't have a kid, there was a few old guys in there who I could see just like Nog in the Nog when they were. Right. If it's near you, go and see Nog in the Nog. It's top, it's top end. <laughs> Absolutely top. Hamilton, I, no. Hamilton, no. <laughs> nog, nog in the Nog, yeah. I might go and see it. Honestly, I'm not taking anyone with me. I'm just going to go on my own. Well, I'll tell you something. I've bought the DVD um, this week on the strength Stop of it. it. The collected uh, noggin. The nog. Should I go and see the live event, or shall I just come round and watch the DVD? Well, you're, just... you're welcome any time. Strangest us... bro date ever. <laughs> just give us a chance to get your photo up. <laughs> I don't want you to think there are places that you've connected with where you're not fully represented. <laughs> Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily <laughs> Dean and Alan Cochran. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Many have. Let's hear from some of those guys. Well, we're talking about Nog in the Nog this morning on Absolute Radio. Yes. Yeah. And you were <laughs> <Why> saying... <not? laughs> Light review. <laughs> you were saying, Frank, that you would like to, in your review of it, you would like to cite Hamilton. I don't, I'm thinking that... As not being just an inferior in reviews, production. Advertising generally, you don't... 
mm-hmm. often hear them say, "This is a much better car than a than a Vauxhall." Right. Um, I can't think of any kind of Vauxhall. What's a Vauxhall? Cavalier. Yeah, I mean, that would be a strange thing to say, unless it was a very old advert. No, she was saying you're behaving as... Oh, I'm a bit, I am being a bit, I am slightly cavalier. Vauxhall Nova, what about that? Yeah. What that I'm saying going? is, you Corsa. wouldn't say it's better... Corsa, lovely Al. Insignia. It's better than a... Vivaro, yeah, I can exactly. keep going. Okay. I mean, we can't just think of cars all morning. <laughs> no, no. Frank, Bernard has been in touch to address this very issue. Not now, Bernard. <laughs> That's... Uh, What's that from? It's a short story that I mentioned on the show. Oh, okay. (laughs) Frank, Emily and Alan, I used to work in advertising. That's it. No, it's not. (laughs) But now I'm a shropodist. Yes, Frank. Anyway. Can I just tell you um, Mm. that uh, I once saw an interview with an American um, director and they asked him the best actors he'd worked with. Mm. And... um, he, he said someone like Charlton Heston, a quite big actor, and then he said, and the British actor, Bernard Cribbins. <laughs> a fantastic actor. Um, but sorry, he's a, he's a chiropodist. This is Bernard, yes. He says, uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Well. Just to say, in the 90s, it was fair game to compare one product as much better than another. It was called, and there's a phrase for this, it was called knocking copy. Oh. So to say the uh. knock is better than Hamilton is simply a case of he then calls it noggin copy yeah very good oh I like that (laughs) I'm very happy with that yeah sorry this isn't better Bernard well well done uh, Bernard that's um, so it's called noggin copy noggin copy do they do it on um, the meerkat thing is there a hint there that it's the the, the, I don't know maybe it's illegal now but anyway um, Mm. noggin better than Hamilton it's official Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what as well. You know, I've been obsessed with Anglo-Saxon history of late. Who hasn't? Yeah. And it's I, that was one of the reasons I wanted to go and see Nog, because I think Nog in the Nog is like, was my first real experience of Anglo-Saxon history, although it's about mm. the Vikings, it's about obviously. The Vikings. But they, right. yeah. they did come over, as you may know. Mm. Um, and so I... Then, when we infamously, got, I seem to recall. Yeah, yeah, so the next day was Mother's Day, and uh, Kat said, shall we watch a film in the afternoon, Sunday, Mother's Day? So I said, what about Sword in the Stone, which is also set in a similar mm-hmm. thing. So we watched that. Mm. Good. And, How was it? Uh, do you know, have you seen it? Well, which one? Is this olden days Sword in the Stone? You know, the, the, car, the Disney cartoon. Oh, yes, OK. been a remake. Yeah, yeah I believe so. But I may be really? wrong. I may be wrong. I don't know. Um, OK, so I remember this one, yes. And it's the bit about, you know, they put us, they say whoever t- can take this uh, big sword out of an anvil is king of England. Mm. Yeah. And um, nobody can do it, so he's just forgotten. And then this kid's looking for a sword and he just pulls it out. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, um, I have a theory about it. Do oh. you? Yeah. Cause, I mean, the idea is, it's because he was like, you know, ordained by God to become King Arthur and that's why he could take it out. Right. But I, I have another theory. But the red, the, the little red um, fez. Is Obviously, you're using so I, this as a tease. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's a sword in the stone. That sword in theory. the stone theory coming Cliff, up later, everyone. Cliffhanger. <laughs> wow, <laughs> pretty good. Eh? Let's all keep them. Some people are probably going to go out and they thought, hold on, I'm going to have to hear this. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So. I think the sword in the stone was like, I don't know about if this, but every key I've got mm. and every door in my house, none of them are straightforward. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Do you know, you have to do that thing. Sometimes you have to lean on a door. Are you yeah. suggesting so, you have to wiggle it just a I little bit? I think it needs a bit of a wiggle, the sword in the stone. It's mm. one of those, sometimes you have to pull the door towards you and sometimes... Yeah. We've got, I've got, well, there's one door where I have to go in with the key so gently I barely touch it and turn it like a feather you yeah. try and be brutish with it you never do it and I think the sword in the stone was that, that it just so happened that Walt the kid just got that little wiggle that you need to get it out yeah he found the knack that's my theory okay and then this is my last Anglo-Saxon thing I went to the V&I oh, it isn't I went to the V&I <laughs> oh, but it isn't I went to the um, William and Eileen um, Roddick room Right. Case 13. I'm not familiar VNA. with their work. 
And, Very specific, uh, this Any relation to Razor? <laughs> and they've got, I doubt it. <laughs> and they've got Anglo-Saxon jewellery in it. And there's, um, amongst other fabulous Ooh, stuff, there's a ring. horrible mainly, isn't it? There's a, you know, I think it's great. Oh, horrible. Really? Great brass cuffs. Oh, that sounds good. Well, if it's the same sort of thing I'm thinking There's of. a beautiful silver ring with, a, with like a dragon on it, which was found oh. in the river. So, I don't like it. sounds like the thing you buy online, Frank. I don't yeah. like the silver what? ring with a dragon. What river? Thames? It's, it's found in the Thames at Chelsea. <laughs> really? And um, it made me think... You know, we have um, a series on here called... Um, Whatever happens to you. I'll tell you what you... I haven't heard for ages a regained jewellery story. Regained? You know when people oh. say, I lost this ring and I thought, that's it, that was the end of that, and would you believe it? Yeah. It turned up. People were always telling me those. They seem to have got 12 it. years and then it was done. It's in a fish. We had yeah. this fish yeah. and we <laughs> cut it open. In the fish. <laughs> Who's cutting up their own fish? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember I lo- this very ring I'm wearing here? Can you see that, Liz? Yes. And... Uh, <laughs> I lost that. I was upset about it. And right. um, I played in a softball uh, game once a week. And I turned up, development. I turned up the next week and I put on a, 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 a mitt, you know, the mitt that you get. Oh, and my yeah. hand, there was a dozen mitts in the bag. Mm. I just picked one out, put my hand in, and the finger went straight into the ring that was just left in no the finger. Way. Of oh, shut up. I mean... Come on! <laughs> that it's the, it's the only, um, it's the closest thing to a sidekick experience I've, yeah. ever, I've ever had. <laughs> that I mean, that's bringing me closer to the believer end of the yeah. spectrum than so, the So um, I'm hungry if, if anyone's got any regained jewellery um, <laughs> anecdotes. Send them um, our way. You know what? What's happened to this show? Bring it on. <laughs> Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. 948 has texted. We'll um, quickly do this because I don't want to do loads of these, Frank, but I think you might. Um, Gulping. On the theme of finding lost jewellery, <laughs> my wife I lost... Knew. I knew it was out you there. You knew it was out there. It's definitely out there. My wife lost the diamond out of her engagement ring. Oh. We had it replaced, but then nine months later, when weeding the garden, saw something shining in a crack in the patio... It was the lost diamond. I mean, how good does that feel, though? Can I just say, so had a row and threw it out the window. <laughs> yeah. Come on, let's be real. Good for you for See, bringing I'm... it to them. <laughs> I was thinking uh, magpie. People need a dose of truth in yeah, their life. They need a bite of the reality sandwich, <laughs> and I'm here to serve it up, I baby. was thinking magpie treasure trove. Oh, You're thinking I like about of when you. Colleen Rooney threw, <laughs> threw their engagement ring into a squirrel sanctuary. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love that. See, I, I find that story exhilarating. Do you? The mm. feeling of seeing that sparkly diamond down there. I wonder what they did with it, because they'd already replaced it. Yeah. I should imagine they uh, went straight to the pawnbrokers and got oh. a load of uh, cash for it. We've had so many of these. Oh, no romance Gold lockets, <laughs> wedding no rings. All, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> all sorts. Hey, listen... We we cannot leave this morning without discussing one of our favourites. Okay, you have to promise me that I have to have one more regained jewellery before the end of the hour. Yeah, you oh, will get be it. Easy. Okay, that'll be easy. Okay. But in the meantime, let's go to our, one of our very own diamonds. What about the JC? Oh, I love the JC. JC, JC. Yeah, but that's her accent I'm doing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I see. That's how people huh. speak in. I London. didn't know she was uh, Indian. <laughs> <laughs> We have a thing that uh, people who say, when you do an accent, and people say, oh, really? I didn't know he's Welsh. (laughs) Uh, It's all right to hit them in the face, Mm. apparently. Mm. Yeah, we don't like it. Um, Anyway, when we last checked in with her, she was plummeting down the trap door at the Radio 1 Teen Awards. And what happened, Al? She didn't even get a tenner for turning up. I knew you were going to say That was the bit of the story that uh, we were most tickled by. Apparently, she said... Because she she fell down a trap door. It was quite a a moment. Yeah. And I didn't know this. She said on this morning um, that uh, she thought she was going to die. She did. (laughs) She thought she was going to die, well, well, and it was near point, fatal. At what point did she think that? <laughs> Wasn't there some... Because the plummet, you'd think, would be quite short in duration. <laughs> yeah. So actually, 
actually put together a thought <laughs> to envisage your kind. own demise. Yeah. I wonder if I'm going to. You don't have time to. Uh, no. Am I going to even that? Well, I no. don't. Gone. And then and then she saw some. Um, Staff down there working, saying, "Get her back up. Her legs are going to be crushed." Apparently, how small were the staff down there working? I think it's the borrowers down there. Did she fall into hell? (laughs) (laughs) She actually plummeted into the underworld and then was rejected. Yeah, I just think Jules Verne. If we had one person on the planet who could tell us of their experiences in the underworld and really rewrite the book of what people believe, the fact that it was Gemma Collins. That's the jolly say. So good. But what was odd is she, I saw that fact, she said she thought she was going to die and it was near fatal and then confusingly went on to describe it as the best night of her life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that Which was. I just um, was a bit confused. It's a roller coaster, isn't it? Her emotional ride. <laughs> now, there was the thing about that she was falling into machinery. She said, what people oh, don't yeah. realise, I was falling into machinery. Yeah. Um, which, uh, and she also said she wet herself. Did she? But laughing. Yeah, she oh. was briefly incontinent. Oh, yeah. Well, that, which I don't. I worry about that combination with the um, with the machinery. Yeah. <laughs> well, I worry about that, that, that combination with the two Love Island guys. But what she, about? I mean, I'm I'm glad that she was, you know, relatively uninjured. Though she says she still suffers with pain now. But bruises, but back who, pain. Who doesn't say that when they're? Uh, Point in anyway, a compook, then. yeah, but um, I wouldn't suggest that for one second. <laughs> no, but Gemma Collins, who's lived a colourful life, and God bless that, to have died because her <laughs> urine came into contact with machinery after falling through a trap door at the Teen Awards would be one of oh. the great showbiz deaths of all time. <laughs> I just think that would be the demise to write home about. Wow. <laughs> when her mum was crying. She said, my mum's been crying. I said, mum, please, pull yourself together. <laughs> She's been very brave yeah. about the whole thing. She has. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. 245 has texted, Frank, you do realise that the GC, Gemma Collins' mother, yeah. is actually called Joan Collins. Hashtag she is. truth. Ah. I thought, I hate to say it, but I think that might be a bit of a big moment. Oh, hold so. on, we've got a big moment jingle. <laughs> well, hey, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Excellent. Well, my birth name is Collins. So, yes. um, I, yeah. could, could Gemma and I be uh, related? Wasn't someone no. spreading that as a so, bit of uh, gossip? No, that yeah. can't be true. They were. If she'd have worn that brown dress with the shoulder pad, she wouldn't have, dropped, she couldn't have dropped through couldn't the have gone Which through. we should say was Alan Carr's Halloween costume. Oh, yes. excellent yeah. choice. It was a good choice. I wonder if. Um, We'll hear from Albert Pierpoint's niece about um, trapdoor falling through trapdoors. <laughs> she um, she texted in last week about about hanging. But, uh, <laughs> for people that are new to the show, that is quite a lot of catching up. We've got yeah, to well, do. just trust me. It's just true. think that Albert Pierpoint's niece is a reference point. Anyway, the, what we have the point we haven't made is we're not just going back to an old story. No. There is new. There is new breaking uh, yeah. GC news. Do you want me to tell that? Go on, tell the nation. Insider told The Sun, no less, uh, after the incident, it didn't look as though Gemma would ever work with the BBC again, Um, but there has been some peacemaking behind the scenes. Yeah. I love this. We should say, oh, she was talking about lawsuits and all sorts. Oh, yeah, she was going to get well... Not licorice wouldn't be the worst suit she'd been involved in. She uh, she wanted and all sorts, but yeah. acid sort of. No, she was talking about suing the BBC. She was. She said, "I'm not great. backing down. Yeah. I can't." <clears throat> she wanted strictly come dancing out of it. That's what she wanted. Yeah, um, I, like, I don't know if you can barter your way into these things. Well, it you? Seems, seems you can. It seems in a way you can because she's got MasterChef. I think she said, "I want strictly," and the and the BBC went, "Oh, MasterChef." And she went, "All right." So there was some, yeah. there was some deal making. That's what they said. Some peacemaking behind the scenes. She said, I'll let bygones be, by- be bygones if they let me do Strictly. I She's just an original worry. thinker. <laughs> I worry that um, some of the best British dealmakers have been wasting their time on this instead of Brexit. That's my worry. Like, <laughs> do you think they've used the conciliation service? I, I think so. Well, they got Kofi Annan involved. I don't know who it yeah, was, I but would someone lo- has I would done. Love- I would pay £1,000 to be... At a meeting where Gemma Collins turned up with the ombudsman. 
<laughs> well, funnily enough, Frank, General Collins once said on Celebrity Big Brother that if someone makes you a cup of tea, it's like they're giving you a thousand pounds. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I, there are times when you really, really want a cup of tea. Oh, yeah. I love it. But um, anyway, not... the point is, she wanted flowers. She said, "Look, they didn't even give me a bunch of flowers." That's what she was up, upset with the BBC about. There's yeah. no acknowledgement. If she'd have died, she'd have got flowers. Yep. That's the irony yeah. of it. That is that yeah. is one of the ironies. Yeah. yeah, that's the irony of life, isn't it? Um, yeah. Lovely. <laughs> um, I think she could have done better than Master Chef. You think? <sighs> yeah. She could have done worse as well. I wish, her I, sorry. I wish her agent had gone in harder and, and got a, a three-part documentary on the English Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. You know how uh, Lucy Worthy always dresses up in her feet? Yeah. Uh, um, a shot of Marston Moore missed, missed <laughs> and then emerging through the mist, Gemma Collins as Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> oh, man, the, jo- the OC, as he was known in his day. I mean, how absolutely oh. brilliant that would be. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We were talking about Gemma Collins and the BBC, I should say, have... Have denied that they did a deal to get her yes. on Master Chef. They said it was yes. nonsense to suggest that this is in some way a form of compensation, and it was down to her suitability as a contestant. Yeah, I have to say at this stage that the Muhammad Ali documentary I did uh, <laughs> uh, a oh. little while ago was direct compensation for Heston Blumenthal <laughs> climbing on my back. <laughs> on is that, right? yeah. that is good to know. Uh, so I know these things go on. Based but, on uh, this evidence, anybody that did the jump on Channel 4 is going to be quits oh, in, aren't they? Man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They'll be hosting big, everything big on that. Big payday for them. I yeah. I, um, I did think it was a bit um, odd when I saw um, the list of presenters for civilizations. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, <laughs> one of them was the woman from S Club 7. Oh, yeah. That's a shock, isn't it? Have you seen that Civilization? I haven't. This is the new Civilizations, isn't it? Well, it used to be Civilization. Like... Oh, did it? Sorry. Clark. They've added an S. I was because an S in a sort of Nan way. In a sort like of. Like Marx's. A progressive. Cliff Richards. In a sort of saying that you know, it's not going to be like just, you know, Western. Uh, right. Blah, blah. Imperialism. And I tell you what's been great. I've watched the first two Simon Sharma and right. Mary Beard. And as well as liking the shows and liking them, they've both got, I mean, the sort of teeth you don't see on television anymore. Right. It's like there's a simultaneous history of dental hygiene going on. (laughs) A sort of an an Easter egg, as they call it, in the show. They both, I know, I I want I call it Sweeney teeth, because they used to have a lot of teeth like that in the Sweeney. Yeah, William Hartnell, I always think, the first doctor had, I mean, teeth that he'd he'd obviously got whilst time travelling into um, (laughs) medieval England. (laughs) But um, Simon Sharma, I know, I, I was one. I don't know him, but I was in Cheltenham, and I went into, into. There's like a smoking hot at the back of the Hotel de Van in oh, Cheltenham, yeah. and I went in, and he was there smoking an enormous cigar. Right. Oh. Um, oh well, that Sharma. explains the Chaucerian that would be the teeth. teeth. Yeah. yeah. And I, if right. I remember rightly, Mary um, Beard has uh, got a obsession with coconut mushrooms. Oh, really? Do you know those um, traditional don't, sweets? Don't know those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those. <laughs> so there's a new bloke on this week. I can't wait to see what the teeth are going to be like. <laughs> oh. If they keep that on for the whole show, I'm in with a chance of presenting that. <laughs> <laughs> the fez has arrived. Oh, has it? OK. So uh, I was going to uh, tell you about um, when I went on the one show and with my child's plant, which he'd planted himself. Oh, and they love things like that. So I went on and showed him that, and somebody dropped it and broke it. Oh, oh and shut I up. had to go back and tell him, and he was—he took it quite well. Took it a lot better than I did. Mm. And um, <laughs> two days later, they sent us a terrarium. Did as, they? As an apology. What about result? Lovely. Very hipster as well. <laughs> is it a terrarium? So hot right now. Don't know what a terrarium is. Yeah, is but that? that's because if you don't wear socks, you need a terrarium. <laughs> that's a sleeping one. Anyway. Um, <laughs> There you go, story of how I got a terrarium. <laughs> <laughs> you promised me another jewellery recovery story, but... Um, I you know, know, but there's so many. I think we can do some next week. What about that for Shall a suggestion? We? Sure. Come on! Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. 
This is the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. I'm not Frank Skinner. I'm Emily Dean. Frank's had to leave because he's actually going off to see his son Buzz performing today. And Alan came out with a bit of a zinger whilst he was leaving the studio. What did you say, Alan? Well, he, there was a conversation. I didn't even mean to zing him. There was a conversation yeah, about sure you didn't. all the different shows that Buzz has done recently. And I said, oh, he's on stage more than you. Um, <laughs> I think you said he's doing more gigs than I, you right, right now. Yeah, I did say he's doing more gigs than you right now. It wasn't meant to be a zing. It was an accidental zing. Well, it was a good accidental zing. Anyway, you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the radio, or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Now, I wanted... Oh, actually... We need to give credit where it's due to Stefan Longdon, is that right, Daisy? Who came up with a great big moment jingle for us. And I think we've got some, haven't we? Oh, yeah, we've uh, we've always got big mo's knocking around, haven't we? Um, hi, one of my colleagues just dropped a big mo in the office. Hoover isn't the name of the device, it's the brand name. <gasps> Hoovers are actually called vacuums. Such a good big mo. I love that. Actually, I had one as well, Al, which is, did you know, this is from Chris Q, I got this in the week, I get my midweeks, you know you get your Friday night trawl, I get my midweeks. Did you know Professor Brian Cox played the keyboards in pop band D-Ream? Did we ever? Do you know, I'm going to give it another one. (laughs) Two in three minutes. When people say that to me, I say, things can only get better in this conversation. What, when they say two in three minutes? (laughs) No, no, when they say that Brian Cox was the... uh, (laughs) I say things can only get better now, from henceforth. And then you say your son's got more gigs than you at the moment. (laughs) Accidental zing. Um, We've had a text from uh, Andy Bush, friend of the show. Oh, shut up. I love Andy. Absolute Radio is Andy Bush. I love that man. Absolute Radio is Andy Bush. It's Andy Bush here. I'm doing a baking class in capitals. He's doing a baking class in Leon C, and they've got Absolute on in the background. Anything you want baked. Oh, dear. Um, I, I mean, like, carbs I are the enemy. Oh, well, I don't agree. But I like So what those, are you going to go for? I like those Portuguese custard tarts. Are they baked? I don't really know much about baking. You've gone a bit specific in middle class, sort of Hoxton Bakery. Yes. Just like, yeah, I know, but just go Victoria Sponge for the man. He's starting out, probably. Oh, is that... Am I not at entry-level baking? <laughs> uh, what about some focaccia? That'd be nice. Pardon? <laughs> it's okay, it's clean, it's fine. <laughs> Al, clean. I want to talk to you about hotels. Oh, well, I'm always in them. No, I know, it's not in a sleazy way. Oh, no, no, I didn't think it was. But you're you're a man, you're used to it, you're familiar with a hotel, aren't you? Oh, I'm always on the road. Yeah, you're on the road. So I discovered a life hack this week. I'm going to call it a hotel life hack, which Excellent. is... I mean, I think it's going to... If I was ready. a basic bloke, I'm I would ready. say, mind officially blown. Oh, well, that's the sort of person that I am. I want to hoover up my territory. So, did you know that Hoover is the... Yeah. Um, anyway, this hotel life hack was discovered by someone on Twitter. I know you're a bit of a Twitter refuse, Nick. Yeah. You don't like the Twitter, do you? No. OK. It's a place for a row, isn't it? I'm not up for rouse. I know, but it's great. If you want someone to tell you that you've made a spelling mistake or you're a talentless fool, I find it really useful for that. I can do that by spending time at home. (laughs) (laughs) Frank just has to come to the studio. Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. Um, can I say that when you took up the seat that uh, Frank Skinner had previously occupied, <laughs> you um, put his headphones on and said, oh, he's got very low ears, Frank Skinner. <laughs> he's had enough abuse this morning. I don't, I don't know what that means, though, that he's well, got he must, low ears. What? He has got low ears. And I also then said, if we're going to come full out and say all this, I said, I think my hair must be shinier <laughs> because the headphones were sliding down. Oh, that's good. Anyway, I want to tell you... I should say, I don't think I even introduced us. I was so excited to be in Big Daddy's chair. I think you did. Did I? Well, anyway, we'll do it again if it's you It's like. Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. Kills a bit of time, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know me so well. Uh, I'm telling you about my hotel life hack. I've it's not my, mine. I've got my pen and paper at the ready. OK, it's very 70s I... of you. I like that. Yeah. This is from At Oog. I don't know if that's their real name. Sounds a bit nog in the nog. But they revealed a genius discovery. Right. Wait for this, Al. If you, I think I should find some sort of a jingle for this, don't you? What about this? Hear ye. Yeah? Hear ye. Thanks for um, 
providing some of the lyrics there. I like Got that. Tinnitus now. So, yeah, you're, you're going to get compensation now from Absolute Radio. Oh, you might end up on Absolute 90s. <laughs> um, what you do is you can use any card. You don't have to use the room key card to activate the power switch by the door. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you mean? You knew that? Oh, I'm afraid I did, yeah. <gasps> I knew that. Is this an idiotic eureka moment for me, no, then? No, I, I think... Um, did you know this? Yeah, I did, yeah. And also this sometimes Do you know that makes you, you at least 42% more attractive in my eyes? Well, it's all about incremental improvement for me. <laughs> I'm like a sports science guy. <laughs> but this was extraordinary news. C- can I get some facial expressions from that? Yeah, both... They right. didn't know. They didn't know. I think people know that. I'm, 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 I stay in a lot of hotels. So I, yeah. You're a hotel kind of guy. Well, I was just, I was just really shocked to hear it because I, you can use any card. So that means you can charge your phone while you're downstairs, for example. Because sometimes the power sockets go off. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. I you seem you... really disappointed no, by my revelation. I was slightly confused by the charging your phone. I thought you were going down to reception with your charger <laughs> and plug there. I just got a little bit of a a, a steer that was wrong. But so you don't think this is the revelation that everyone else thinks? I think it it's has, all right. It's gone wild. Has it really? Yes, the internet's gone wild with it. Oh wow! Sometimes I'm glad I'm not on there, but I'm I'm sure it's useful. It's good info for people that haven't got it. I got a big mo. Oh, I feel so patronised. I got know? a big mo email. I've never felt more talked down to. Oh yes, I have. Following on. on from the big mo is Gary Oldman's sister. The story that Irish playwright Samuel Beckett used to drive Andre the Giant to school has been told to me a few times. Like I don't know it. I mean, who doesn't? I'll tell you who. Me, me. until reading this. <laughs> Neither of us knew that. <laughs> that's. I don't think that is a big mo. That's I think not that's, a big moment. That's a big scoop. That's a huge surprise. I'm calling that breaking news. Daisy, have we got a breaking news jingle? No, well, we need to get on to that now. Yeah. I'm going to find something that I think will work, but I'll say something more like... Okay, this is breaking news. That's good. Is that good? Irish playwright Samuel Beckett (laughs) used to drive Andre the Giant to school. Also, who knew? <laughs> I like this is uh, Absolute Radio here this morning. You're getting all your Samuel Beckett fresh <laughs> news. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Now, listen, we need to talk about this hotel room life hack, which we've been discussing this morning, because I said I discovered this via Twitter, and it's the knowledge that you can put any card, the lady in question used a Waitrose card, for example. Match. (laughs) Other stores are available. Yeah. Into the power switch slot. Yeah. For example, you could put a Boots Advantage card. I love the fact that you're going to go through them. (laughs) Blockbuster card, if you're not using that anymore. Oyster card, because the world is your oyster suddenly. I'd be worried about it wiping those cards, you know. You know when they say, you know when you put well, your... Well, it's not revisionist, the uh, the power socket. But sometimes hotel room key cards cannot stay in the same pocket as a mobile phone because it makes them go a bit iffy. I love that Aesop's fable. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's it's but, a modern version. Al, I've had some lovely people getting in touch with me. I, I'm saying they're lovely because they're offering praise, yeah. Right. They say, I never knew about the any card revelation. Eureka, that's from Neil Gilbert. Thank you, Neil Gilbert. And um, Spooky Fish says he didn't know about the card slot, so I feel we've enlightened I mean, our if readers. If you're trusting Spooky Fish and Neil Gilbert, <laughs> then I think you need to look at the company you keep. I'm, okay. with, I'm with 820, who says the keycard oh, trick... 820. says the keycard trick doesn't always work. It depends on the type of key switch that is installed. 820. A bit of knowledge there. A bit of a party pooper there. Dropping truth bombs. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I find it quite life-changing. But while we're on the subject of hotel rooms, I've got a question to ask you. Oh, right. And it's not that. OK. <laughs> I want to ask you something, which is to do with uneaten plates. Oh, yeah. Uneaten food on plates. So, you know when you finish up your plates? Yeah. I want to know when is the You're optimum time... room service. Yes. Right, yeah. When is the optimum time to leave the room service dishes out so that they don't pile up in the corridor and you feel a bit like Elvis? I just always feel a oh. bit sort of 
It well, looks would, a bit sleazy. That would be a good text in. 8, 8 <laughs> when, 12, 15. When's the optimum time to put the tray of, like, burger bun... Yes. ...three chips and some dip outside? I want to know, Al. Because um, I just don't think it's very good for my brand, leave, leaving all these dirty plates outside right. in the corridor. Yeah. But I always seem to get it wrong, and then when I get there the next morning, it's still there, and people give me strange no, looks. I don't know, I just put it out. Or I don't. Sometimes I just leave it in the room until I've gone. I love that about you. Yeah, so well, rock you know, and I've got a devil may care attitude to room service trays. People know that about me. You like Axel Rose? A bit. <laughs> a um, bit. You're not like Axel Rose at all. I also have a question I want to ask you about turning down. Oh, right, yeah. Not, not that kind of turning down. I just mean when they come and pull your duvet back. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I'm going to leave that hanging there. <laughs> Another tease. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, you know who we haven't talked about today, um, as far as friends of the show go? It's, Peter the uh, Wild. No, um, Prince Hal and uh, and Meghan Markle. I like that you've gone a bit uh, Shakespearean. <laughs> you know, call him Prince, Prince Hal. Hal. I think we should be calling him Prince Hal. Why you know. does no one call him that? You're right. I think maybe it's just not the done thing. Oh, it's just a bit old school. Perhaps what I've just done is treason and I'm, uh, you know, I'm up for the high jump. As well, they, they don't observe the protocol anymore. They hug, they do all sorts. Well, they are still observing the protocol because, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're engaged, Hal and Meg Markle. Yeah. And, um, and apparently the Queen has now given her approval um, and that happens. She's signed a great seal of the realm... This is the joy of the royal family. <laughs> when they get serious, they do get a bit great Game of Thrones. Yeah, awesome. they, it's so the great Game of seal of the realm. I mean, other people are going to a registry office, but they're yeah. asking their gran for to sign the great seal of the realm. Um, well, she has to give her permission, apparently, doesn't yeah, it's she? Yeah, her formal consent, essentially. I mean, obviously, there's 2,000 Daily Mail comments saying, well, she's done this reluctantly. She didn't want to at all. She doesn't like... Oh, is that what they've said? Of course, of course. But, I mean, um, although it is touch and go with pensioners, you've got to catch them on the right day. If they right. haven't seen Antiques Roadshow, they can be in foul moods. Well, I can be like that, but I'm not a pensioner. Love it. Okay. Love a bit of the Antiques Roadshow. But she said yes, which is good. Yeah, she's gone oh, for it. That's a relief. And, uh, and so they've been in the news a bit this week, uh, Prince Harry. Uh, well, it's Henry. Henry. We should say his real name is Henry after the uh, the Hoover, maybe, yeah. he was named <laughs> that's after. Right. That's right. Which, you know, Hoovers are actually, the, that's the brand name. Shut the, the up. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's a thing. So Henry the Hoover and her real name is... Um, oh, what is it? Do you know you can get pink Henrys, can't you? Is that yeah. quite... Oh, they're all nodding. That's yeah. like my hotel life hack. They all know it. Um, yeah, we know about the pink Henrys. Um, she's called Rachel. She's um, not called Megan. Did you know that? Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, I've told you didn't know about the hotel room key, but you you didn't... Well, you yeah. know what I mean. Um, so she, her real name's Rachel. But she's going under her stage name to marry a royal... Well, I don't know, because that's their, that, no those are their called. real names, Henry and Rachel. Right. And I think they sound a bit like the sort of couple that you would meet on holiday. Right. You come from Clapham and you try and shake them off a bit. Yeah. So I think Meghan and Harry's a bit better. Yeah. Well, anyway, they're, um, they're on their way. Like, the Queen has done the bit of admin that they really wanted her to do. They're on their way. They're like the England team. Yeah. I like that. Um, but also, they, I was interested in that name story because... Did you hear that revelation about Prince William changing his name? Oh, yeah, what's he been doing? Booking into hotels? <laughs> no. When he was at university, oh, when he was right, at St yeah, Andrews, yeah. in order not to stand out, yeah. he asked people that they refer to him as Steve. 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 Now, I would suggest that at a place like St Andrews, which is, frankly, too posh to function, yeah. that would make you stand out more being called Steve. Yeah, absolutely. St Andrews in a bar, someone says, Steve, what, <laughs> why are all the posh students hanging about with the guy that does the lawns on the <laughs> golf course? Also, I like the fact that his name would have been Steve Wales. This <laughs> basically sounds like a darts player. <laughs> listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Um, we've, uh, we've had a reply. We were asking when is the best time, the optimal time, to put your tray out after you've eaten room service with the sort of leftover bits of grub and 
that's that, that's that, our texting this morning in the that later. weird sort of big tin thing that they cover up the plate with you know what i'm talking about oh i about. can't bear that the dome the dome the i tin don't like i don't like the uh the tin so dome. Basically, you've got that, that tray and bits and bobs and yeah. sometimes some condiments and it needs to go outside, but it doesn't want to sometimes stay outside. Sometimes on a wheelie for... tray, Al. Well, here's, um, here's some response. We've had a, a solution from Ian Angle, regular. Okay. Uh, I, I want to do a solution jingle. Oh, OK. Because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling drunk with power this morning. Aren't you? What about... I'm going to go for this. <laughs> Emily, just leave it outside someone else's room. Problem solved. <gasps> do you know, that's Game amazing. That's a brilliant hack. I'm going to do that from now on. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, but what if you're caught? How embarrassing. Oh, uh, yeah, that would, be, um, that would be a bit embarrassing. I want to get back to um, Harry and Meghan, or Prince Hal, as you like to call him. I do like to call him Prince Hal, yeah. When you went a bit 16th century on us. <laughs> um, You're going to discuss the raised eyebrow that got in the news. Well, I do want to talk about that. Right. Could you please... Well, you tell us what happened, Royal Correspondent. Well, I can see I'm you. I'm not as quite sure why it happened or got so much news, but basically Liam Payne sung a song, who I don't know, don't know Liam Payne's work, but he sang a song. It seemed like it had gone all right. And then he uh, he fist bumped a pal in celebration. And uh, and apparently Prince Harry sort of gave a, a raised eyebrow to Meghan Markle and she giggled. What did he mean by the raised eyebrow? Did he mean that was... OK, I'm going to translate that. that in heat radio terms. OK. Basically, Liam did a performance... And then Harry threw shade at him. He threw shade at him? Because he's... shade? Squad goal Cheryl. He's what? Oh, I can't explain. The girls know. He's team Cheryl. Oh, OK. So he... Liam and Cheryl are together. Are they? I don't know if I can start talking about this on Frank's radio show. <laughs> it is a bit heat radio. Oh, OK. But well, he was performing, and Liam and Cheryl are sort of together, but I think they might be in a little bit of trouble at the moment. Right. So the suggestion was that Harry was defending Cheryl by raising his eyebrows. Do you see? Yeah, but it looked like he was raising his eyebrows at the fist bump. It looked like he was anti the fist bump. Well, yeah, because it was a bit cringeworthy. The fist bump after the performance was a bit like when my niece is with her friends and I go in and say, hey, great tune, this. I love Drake. <laughs> love Drake. Not the most embarrassing Banging. fist bump in the news this week. What about Theresa May doing one to a member of the public in Salisbury? Like, <sighs> what is going on in the world? Hashtag embarrassing, auntie. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, I should apologise to a never, lovely man. Never apologise. <laughs> never complain, never explain, as I believe Kate Moss's motto is. Um, I should apologise to a lovely man called Steve, who's just tweeted me to say, hey, what's wrong with the name Steve? Good point. So, apologies, Steve. There's nothing wrong with the name. Could well be Steve, Prince William. Steve Stewardson. I'm just suggesting that it's not very regal. Okay. Uh, yeah. King Steve. Yeah, Do you nice know a one. King Steve? <laughs> no. I don't. Do you know a Prince Steve? I mean, I could go on, I won't. Here's some information that people don't know, necessarily, uh, from one of our emailers. Yeah. Uh, I found out this week, from the front, font of all knowledge that is Facebook, <laughs> that the numbers on the dials on toasters are for the number of minutes the bread will be cooked for, <gasps> not some mystical shade algorithm. You're welcome. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. That is a game The producer's changer. shaking her head. And that she's a across game. a lot of technical things. Well, so I so think that, she would know. That means that if you've got a three-minute task, you could put the toaster on and, uh, and you know, then you can drop down and do three minutes' worth of press-ups or whatever it was that you were considering doing. And you've got, you know... I like the sound of your kitchen. The toaster. <laughs> the toaster girls doing press-ups on the I kitchen once, floor. I say that because I once knew a bloke who was, as they say in the uh, in the health magazines, <laughs> shredded. And I said to him, what exercises do you do? And he said, oh, I don't really exercise. And I said, really? You don't really exercise? And he said, oh, every time I put the kettle on for a cup of tea, I just do press-ups all the way through until the kettle is boiled. <laughs> I was like, that is doing exercise. You do do exercise. And he was ripped, guys. Do you know what? I'm really glad I, I wouldn't want to go around to his. No. I, don't, I just don't think it would be very relaxing. So so what are you up to? Well, I'm OK. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Are you all right down there? <laughs> I don't want yeah, someone yeah. doing press-ups, getting enough. ripped. We're while all I'm... different. 
Anyway, I'm a little bit concerned about Harry and Meghan because um, I read in the papers that he is teaching her to drive on the left and use a manual, as the Americans would say, a stick shift car. Yes, I read about this. And I just do not know why he is doing that job because it's the beginning of the end of a relationship. (laughs) I mean, surely they've got the money that they could get some Pass Plus L plate learner driver, show them how it's done, because it's only a matter of time before he's going... I said third, that's fifth, Megan! <laughs> well, and, also, you know, the I like the, the way they described it, Al, which was he is teaching her how to use a manual gearbox, which sounded like she was going to have sort of protective goggles and a jumpsuit. Yeah. And <laughs> also, like she was going to drive? A, she's going to yeah. get married to a prince and be driven she everywhere. Won't be driving. It's in case she's in, she gets into a little bit of trouble. Right. She needs to be able to flee, drive the getaway oh, car. Okay. Couldn't they just get a chauffeur or a, a bodyguard to teach her? Well, it's not a good problems, idea to teach family members all those you love to drive, is it? No, it's a terrible idea. I mean, I had about enough time with my uh, driving instructor. <laughs> Can you imagine? I said, I don't understand how roundabouts work. And he just went, look... He goes after him, goes after him, <laughs> goes after him. Yeah, that's that's a really bad explanation. And also, don't bring my love life into it. <laughs> um, listen, I think we're going to have to go now on oh. that bombshell, but it's been lovely being here this morning. Um, coming up next is Sarah Champion. We'll be, thank you, Alan, by the way. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you, Frank. And um, most of all, thank you, me. Be seeing you. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.